It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. Quite possibly the most exciting public affairs television show on the radio. We welcome you. My name is Adam Ritz. Uh, good morning, Jay Baker. How are you? I am doing great, Adam. Love being on the show, by the way. It's probably good we're not on television. I mean, we, we look our best uh, on, the, on the radio. That's when we really sound look our best. I think part of the problem is we're really unable as adults to shave ourselves. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes I'll look over at you in the office and I'll realize you missed a big spot, and I'm the same way. When we record the show, yeah, I don't usually – tomorrow I'll shave. (laughs) There you Uh, go. Now I'm self-conscious about my scruff. (laughs) Uh, We talk public affairs and community service on this show, and I wanted to jump right in and uh, give a shout-out and a thank you to everyone involved with um, a recent charity that uh, we were involved with here at Vibonomics, uh, and that is called Strike Out Cancer. You see my shirt? Love it. It's uh, it's an official Strike Out Cancer shirt that I got at the event, put on by Ryan and Julie Deem. You may remember Ryan's name as a member of the NFL Colts who won the Super Bowl in 2006. He played with Peyton Manning. And he's involved with, uh, he's been involved with pediatric cancer his entire career, even after he retired, which I think is uh, very commendable. A lot of pro athletes have charities and are involved with charities while they play. And then after they retire, they may, I I don't want to say lose interest, but they just don't have the platform or the funding that they used to have as a pro athlete. Now in their retirement, they may fade away from the charitable arm of uh, of their daily lives. Well, Ryan and his wife, Julie, have just gotten even deeper into helping pediatric cancer. And they have this bowling event every year. Uh, a lot of the NFL players go. Um, side note, if you're ever thinking about going to a, a charity event, you may meet some notable people, maybe a few of your ath- pro athlete heroes. You never know, especially what town you're in. If you're on the West Coast or the East Coast, you might meet Dr. J., if you're, you know, in the Philadelphia area, you never know who you're going to meet at one of these events, a silent auction. Dr. J's jersey from the New Jersey Nets may be uh, an item on the silent auction. Maybe Dr. J himself is at the event. You never know. You never so, know. So I wanted to give a shout out to Ryan and his team with Strikeout Cancer because the event was uh, just a few Saturday nights ago, and the tally is in. The numbers are in. They raised $120,000 for the Peyton Manning Children's Hospital. That is just How fantastic. How great is that? Yeah. Uh, you know, for a one-day event, I mean, there are some charities that work all year uh, through donations and, and several events and several silent auctions to raise that kind of money. This is a one-day, one-evening, one-night event that raised $120,000 for pediatric cancer in the Peyton Manning Children's Hospital. And I know from talking to Ryan in the past, I'm going to have him on the show here in the future to talk more about this specific uh, night and event, especially to promote promote next year's. But he has said that every year they've done this, they've raised more. They've broken their own record every year. I think the first year they raised about forty or fifty thousand dollars, and now it's up well over the six-figure mark. Impressive. And I'm going to guess it was fun. We've always <laughs> talked about that. You have fun and you raise money. It's a good combination. It's bowling. Yeah, you're, you're bowling for charity. 
I like that one of the items that you could buy, and then the proceeds went to the cancer fund, was that you could get the uh, bumpers in your lane, which guaranteed that the ball at least made it to the to the pins. That was a new feature this year. Yes, I thought that was uh, good because celebrities can't bowl worth a hoot. Can no, they? no, no. You're you're uh, all pro defensive end, uh, but you can't bowl. Yeah. Uh, they last year they they sold um, strikes like you you could just buy a strike oh, for a hundred dollars. This year they weren't selling strikes, but they were selling, as you say, the the bumpers. Right. So you couldn't get a, a gutter ball. Uh, you weren't. It wasn't that much cheating to buy a strike. You were buying not a zero. Yes. <laughs> you were going to score above zero were, no matter what. Yeah. You were at least going to get one pen. Uh, but again, thanks to Julie and Ryan Deem and uh, all the crew at uh, Strikeout Cancer. And you can still donate to this cause. I'll put a link to. Uh, the donation page on their website uh, if you'd like to get involved and uh, donate some more money. They, they raise money all year long. And again, we'll be proud to be part of it uh, in 2021 as well. Uh, and I mentioned Vibonomics was part of it. Vibonomics is our underwriter. We're in the Vibonomics studios right now recording this. And uh, we do music and voiceover and messaging and advertising and marketing. And that's what we did at the event. So we had a Vibonomics player at the bowling alley, playing songs, playing licensed music, and then between the songs you heard voiceovers, mentioning that you could buy bumpers for $100 and not get a gutter ball. And you, again, would be another channel to get money to the charity. Excellent. Well, that just shows you how music and messaging does work, and it can help you raise money as well. And if you want to learn more about uh, Vibonomics and that system, uh, you can check out Vibonomics.com. That's Vibonomics, just like it sounds. Vibe, like the vibe in this room. It's a very cool vibe on the show today, Always by the way. is. Anytime you start with bowling stories, it's a cool vibe. <laughs> and then anomics, kind of like the second half of the word economics. Vibonomics.com for more information. Well, as you know, Adam... This is the winter weather driving season, and the weather's been very interesting, very mild for a number of people, but then there have been some big storms. Every year during the winter driving season, there's half a million car crashes attributed to the conditions themselves. Now, there's going to be a number of accidents on the roads anyway, but you mix in bad weather, sloppy road conditions, winter storms. It amounts for nearly a half million crashes. And then this is a serious note. More than 2,000 road deaths occur every winter. So you want to think about winter driving. I saw six of those half a million accidents last night. Last night driving home, we had some freezing rain in our area. And it was a slow roll home. And uh, I saw a lot of sirens. Uh, and hats off to the police because a couple of the sirens passed me. They were going 70 or 80 miles an hour while the rest of us were going 30 on the interstate Yeah, uh, to catch up to 10 to the people that needed their help with the uh, the accidents. Well, you think about first responders. Yeah, it's very difficult sometimes to operate in the wintertime. Uh, here's some great recommendations, though, that we put together. We think these will be helpful for you as you approach the winter driving is, is season. One of, is one of them drive slow? Drive One slower. of them is to drive as the conditions allow. That's very good that you knew that. I would say drive, you know, um, defensively. Ah, there you go. Well, <laughs> and not because I had to take a defensive driving course in 1986. What? What I can say is this. <laughs> Hope Trent, you're doing well. 
I met what? one of my best friends <laughs> when I was 16 in go. defensive driving school. Isn't that great? Yeah, if the weather is particularly bad, do not drive as if you are auditioning for the movie Fast and Furious. And no, do correct. not. Yes. Absolutely do not. One of the things I do recommend is to keep cold weather gear in your car. We've talked about this in the past. It's a long list, but it's an important list. And one of those lists are extra food and water. And nowadays, it's so easy to take along some power bars, leave some bottled water in your car. If you're like most Americans, your car already looks like a mess. So what's uh, what's the extra mess going to look like? What's it's going to blend in. What's another case of water and a pack of power bars in the back seat? <laughs> sure. So make sure you have that. Uh, make sure you also have some additional warm clothing a flashlight, a glass scraper. You know what I will say about uh, warm clothing? Uh, And a lot of the parents listening right now, will they're nodding their head in agreement when I say this. My youngest is 17. And if it's about 30 degrees, to me, that's cold. That's winter. And I have usually some sort of layer on, maybe two or three layers of shirts. Then I put on my winter coat to go, even when we're just driving across town. My daughter doesn't wear a winter coat. And, and I, you know, before she started driving, when I drove her to school in the dead of winter, I'm dropping her off at school and other kids are getting out of their cars with not only no coat on, but in shorts or, I've seen that. you know, athletic gym shorts and a t-shirt. It's 24 degrees out and these kids aren't wearing coats. So I think uh, not only having blankets and extra clothing in the car in the backseat or in the trunk, but make sure your young children uh, teenage, preteen children, that age is where they, for whatever reason, something clicks in your head when you're 9 to 16 years old where you don't think you need a winter coat or pants when it's 26 degrees outside. So make sure those those kids are bundled up. I totally agree with you on the kids. There's uh, high school students that catch the bus uh, just on the corner that we live on in our neighborhood. <laughs> There's one wise guy out there who wears shorts year-round. I, I don't know how he does it because <laughs> the other morning I thought, oh, my. <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen that in Wisconsin. You know, yes. if you're in, you're in uh, Canada – uh, Minnesota, I mean, there's a different lifestyle there. If it, When it's minus 10 degrees, they still have outdoor recess. Oh, yes. Uh, so I cannot relate to that. But for me, if it's 30, I've got a winter coat on. So make sure you do that. Inside the car, um, here's a, a couple of notes here. Your cell phone and your cell phone charger make a lot of sense. A number of cars now have charging ports throughout the car. Your car battery is strong enough to charge your phone in case of an emergency. So that's very important. I think your phone is the number one resource in an emergency. You get trapped somewhere, you can make a phone call. And you know some of the worst stories we've heard. Car goes off the road, no cell service in a remote part of Minnesota or Wisconsin. And then oftentimes you'll get a tragedy because that person cannot get themselves to safety. But definitely have your cell phone. You know, it's funny. I can't even remember the last time I drove in a car without my cell phone. Well, we all have our phones with us, but think about that's just one more item that you absolutely make sure that you have. Now, you probably have your cell phone, but do you keep a cell phone charger with you? That's the key. I think, you know, for safety to have your cell phone with you, you want it to be powered up because I'm telling you, we brought up my kids before. uh, They, they, it's unbelievable. 
unbelievable to me that they have their phones with them on 1% power. Oh, sure. As we begin the day or begin a, an adventure or a trip or a vacation. And it's like, do you have a charger, Dad? And I'm like, how, how did you not just charge your phone up overnight? They, they don't. They leave the phone just on the bed stand next to them without being charged. So uh, young drivers especially, in the winter, have your cell phone. And maybe equally, if not more important, make sure the cell phone is charged up. You need Absolutely. the power to save your life. Yep, keep that um, with you. And if you forget your cell phone and there's ice on the road, do not drive home as fast as you can to get your cell phone. Do not do that. In a panic. If you've, I've, I've been in a panic before where I can't remember where I put my cell phone. Yeah, it is funny how they are easy to leave. And nowadays, most people can't get into your cell phone because it has a code. Some of them even have the uh, biometric code where you have to place your finger on the phone to get it to operate. But I've still left my f- cell phone places and much to my chagrin. So, yes, keep your cell phone with you. Keep it charged up. Here's something else, too, to think about. Have you ever, uh, they call them uh, roadside flares. Uh They're those hyper bright cylinders. And, you know, sometimes the state police use them at a traffic stop. Aquaman used one. Yeah. So you know Uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, when he dove down to the ocean floor. Of course. Yeah. Those are still available. (laughs) And the new uh, ones actually are a little safer to use because, of course, you can imagine the toxic chemicals from the 50s versions of these. But they're a little safer to use now. Uh, They provide an incredibly intense bright light, but only for about 30 minutes or so. But those are available, as well as these great new LED emergency marker lights. And these are things that you might want to take along, because if you get stuck in the snow somewhere, you want to make sure you mark your vehicle so people don't plow into you. Mm -hmm. It becomes dangerous. You can use the... uh flashlight on your cell phone, but don't drain the battery. Make your phone call before you turn on the flashlight. You know, we're talking about all these things because you hopefully will not get yourself in a situation where, like you, as you said, now you're using all these resources and you have to keep track of them. It's almost like the uh, last half hour of the film Apollo 13, where you're trying to problem solve. Gary Sinise is in the simulator. He's trying to figure out some ways to get you out of that snowbank. A thousand things have to happen to get home and we're on number seven. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. Here's the number one safety tip that you can observe when driving in the winter. Stay home unless you absolutely have to go somewhere. And I know that sounds so simple, but think about how we love our cars. And it's like, oh, I need that item from the drugstore. Or, hey, I, I bet you my favorite department store has a sale today. If you don't need to go and the weather is questionable, don't go. You know, that is fantastic advice. The uh, state police and emergency responders give that advice on uh, the emergency broadcast alerts and uh, uh, broadcast television and radio. If you don't have to go out, don't. Uh, I will also sort of tag on to that with delivery services now so prevalent between DoorDash um, – Uber, uh, what's the other one like DoorDash? Grubhub, Grubhub, Grubhub Uber, yeah, Eats. Uber Eats. Uh, I found one the other day through our work with Vibonomics. There's a company called GoPuff, and they do strictly delivery of convenience store items. Oh, interesting. So you can get a six-pack of Diet Coke, a bag of Cheetos, and a pack of cigarettes, uh, I guess, if you have to have it. And you don't want to leave your house, right. you can use that service. So I would also add on, if you don't absolutely need something, don't have it delivered 
either because if, when you do, there's going to be one of your fellow human beings on the roadway delivering those items to you. And, yeah. and you can make it a little safer for that person if you had not placed that order. Now, I guess if you're desperate and need milk, bread, and eggs, and you need a delivery service to bring it to you in a blizzard, uh, maybe that's that's up to you. But really, I would advise use your best discretion when trying to get somebody else that's not you to drive through a blizzard to bring you some Cheetos and a Diet Coke. Absolutely. Well, I think you're underscoring the number one thing is to have a strategy ahead of time. You want to plan ahead. A lot of times, you know, because of the weather services are so good at predicting when things are going to happen. We uh, have had very mild weather where you and I live, but the last couple of days, they said there's going to be a storm event, and we think it's going to happen about 4 p.m., and if you think about it, they were only off by about 20 minutes. At the time of this recording of this broadcast, it is snowing. Yes. R- right now, this second, as we're talking, it is snowing. So, yeah, you know, you got to pay attention to you those weather to alerts attention. and uh, weather reports. So always plan ahead. And this uh, goes to, uh, you know, uh, this is the time of year when we go visit relatives, perhaps uh, in the in the wintertime, you have to be aware that if you go see your Uncle Fred one state over, that's great seeing Fred, but make sure the weather ahead of time is going to be okay. And that's part of the reason about planning ahead is you want to make sure that your car has all the great emergency stuff in it, that your car is well-maintained, and that you actually share with some people, hey, by the way, uh, I'm going to go visit Uncle Fred. We're expected to arrive tomorrow at 430 and I'm going to text you when I get there. Well, if somebody said that to me, wouldn't you kind of be expecting their text? You would know that somebody said, hey, later, did you see Adam? Yeah, he's supposed to go visit his uncle. He said he should be there tomorrow afternoon. So it just gives, it puts more people in the know so that, heaven forbid, you don't get into a situation where you're off the road somewhere. It's amazing how different the weather can be one state over. Yes. Uh, And I have a similar, I guess, anecdotal uh, story relating to that. My daughter goes to college about three hours from where I live. And uh, now this was not a treacherous driving situation or anything, but I did not check the weather report. I did not know what the weather was going to be where she lives three hours away, but you'd think you'd be pretty safe three hours away. How much different could it be? And when I left my house, it was sunny and 69 degrees. And I had on, uh, I did have on jeans, uh, but I had a t-shirt on. It's sunny in 69. I mean, that if there's no wind, you can almost be hot in the direct sunlight uh, in a 69 degree temperature day. Well, when I went to see her, it was three hours uh, northwest. And when I got there and got out of my car, it was 48 degrees. Yeah. It was 48 degrees. And it was also cloudy. And it was also getting close to sundown. So I just, it didn't even occur to me to bring a jacket or do anything or prepare. And I was ill-prepared. I felt like a moron because now I'm walking around campus with her <laughs> at night. That, that night, from when I left my house in shorts, and now I'm freezing. It is dark and it is like 41 degrees. There's wow. the wind picked up. There's a wind chill now. And that's just sort of a, a family-friendly version of a tra- of, of what could have been a tragedy. if What if it were 40 degrees when I left my house and I didn't do the math or check the weather and I get halfway there and the snow hits? 
Right. And now I, I'm driving into a blizzard that I didn't even know was only three hours away from me because I didn't check the weather. Or so check the weather. Right. Or if you had some type of car trouble or were off the road, let's just say you had to walk to a gas station that was a mile away. Well, that would be no problem for you if you had the proper uh, outerwear on. You'd say, well, inconvenient, but easy to do because mm-hmm. I stay fit and I can walk. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're walking to the gas station in your T-shirt in 40 degrees. <laughs> 40, 40 degrees. People it feels like wondering what's going on with you. Well, you know, you talked a little bit about – so it's it seems like a duh for winter driving. You do want to slow down for the conditions. Here's an interesting note. This is a problem that people have had. We're so used to the cruise control mm-hmm. that people will go ahead and set their cruise control in the wintertime. Not a good idea. Now, if you're on the interstate and they properly treated it, yeah, you should probably go ahead and go cruise control. But on regular roads, don't use cruise control unless you absolutely have to because, once again, you don't want your car to hit a patch of ice while it's set at 45 miles per hour. You just don't want that to happen. With your foot not anywhere near the controls, the brakes, the accelerator. Correct. They also say know your car. Nowadays, cars have so many wonderful traction and electronic devices, but you have to know how to properly use those. So just know ahead of time, do I press this button for traction control? Do I press this button for four-wheel drive? Know your car ahead of time. You know, Adam, you've traveled quite a bit and gotten a rental car. You got you get in that rental car, and you probably hadn't didn't have to drive through bad weather. But have you ever noticed an inside a rental car, turning on the wipers can be an ordeal. So spend a moment or two to learn your car. Absolutely. Yeah. You you get in that rental car. You get the rental car agreement. You're at the airport. The fi- they finally bring up the arm and take down the concrete barrier and allow you to leave. And you're like, thank God I can finally leave this airport. Next thing you know, you're out on the bypass to get on the interstate and it's wet, sloppy snow. And you have no idea where the windshield wiper is. You don't know where the wiper is. <laughs> and then you press the button that you think's the wiper and the trunk opens up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> which is great, which is exactly what you wanted. <laughs> Darn you, Hyundai. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so there you go. Always, uh, and here's an interesting thing too. You want to increase your following distance to five to six seconds. This is a big top tip. Typically, in bumper to bumper traffic, you can probably interval at three to four seconds and get to where you're going safely. Most people's attention span allows that kind of interval, uh, but you'll want to increase that to about five to six seconds in the wintertime. And you know, an easy way to check that interval, of course, is you go by, let's say, a street sign, 1001, 1002, 1003. If you're not at least at 1005, you should probably increase the distance between you and the car in front of you. And I think it's human nature too. When you have that safe distance in front of you and the in the car in front of you, the car behind you, for whatever reason, decides to tailgate you. Yes. And now you're ma- trying to make you feel like you're the problem for that huge amount of space in front of you. Uh, I, I think in, as important as having the five seconds of safe distance in front of you, ignore the person behind you. You have to. Uh, yes. You don't let that person dictate or peer pressure you into going faster because they don't know how to drive safely in, in the snow or on the ice. 
Uh, and when I say ignore them, I don't mean like turn your rearview mirror so you can't see them because right. you still want to be able to see the big tractor trailer that's about ready to run into you. Yes. Uh, pay attention, of course, but don't let that person behind you dictate your speed. That's a good point because in the winter wintertime, you absolutely have to slow down. And at the end of the day, yes, I have been around aggressive drivers, but we all have to get to where we get. And if you've ever had to fill out accident forms by the side of a road, so let's just compound this, it's wintertime, a first responder whose time could be better spent somewhere else keeping the public safe is now with you and Mr. Excitable. You're filling out paperwork. And then have you ever chatted with your insurance agent about an accident? Because it usually has a big sigh in it. (laughs) Hey, Roger, uh, Jay Baker here. I was in an accident. (sighs) Yeah, you don't want that big, long sigh. So yes, uh, as Adam said, if you can, kind of put that out of your mind. I like that you refer to the other person in the accident as Mr. Excitable. Mr. Excitable. (laughs) He was all over me, I tell you. (laughs) It was like the last lap in a NASCAR race. (laughs) as, As you know, there's always that one person that does not listen to the Adam Rich Show because this is an annual show for us, our winter driving tips. And we get a lot of email, Adam, that say, I don't go out in the wintertime until I hear the winter driving tip show on the Adam Rich Show. This is a, a crowd pleaser, this episode, every year. We do it every year, and we do it because we love the kids and we love safe winter driving. We want you to get to your destination. If nothing else, we'd love to get have a photo of the back of your car after you load up your emergency equipment. Because as Adam and I were saying, you've got to have your water, your food, your... And uh, we know a lot about convenience stores, and we know there's some great convenience foods. So stop by your local favorite convenience store and Mm -hmm. stock up. Make the back of your car look like an aisle at your convenience store. You can get the uh, Power Bars, Kind Bars, uh, Nutri-Grain Bars. You can buy them in bulk. Uh, A a huge box of them from a a box store, a Costco, a Walmart, a Kroger. Uh, And if you're thinking about... You know, you, you hear box of food. If you're thinking about getting getting a, a, a Crave case from White Castle and throwing that in your back seat and just thinking that will last me all winter. The natural that's probably, refrigeration That's not of a winter. good idea. Although the refri- the cold weather might the cold refrigerate. Weather might I guess those, those sandwiches might be okay till till spring, but probably a bad idea. Stick with the, the almond butter bars. Can you imagine? Later, a guy goes, thanks to Adam. I threw a Crave case in my back seat. There's a Crave case in a flannel blanket in the back seat. I'm okay for the winter. I'm fine. I live in Wisconsin. Thanks for the tip. If that's you, then your new name is Mr. Excitable. <laughs> Mr. Excitable. Once again, uh, there's a, a number of tips. If you do get yourself in a situation where you do uh, find yourself off the road, you're stuck, they recommend highly that you stay with your vehicle. This is very important, especially in rural areas where uh, it might be an awfully long walk to get to civilization of any kind. Uh, It doesn't take long in our United States to get outside of town and realize that you could walk in a direction and there might not be anything in that direction for, let's say, 10 miles or so. You don't want to hazard that in the wintertime. So stay with your vehicle. With some luck, you'll have some cell phone coverage and use that cell phone. A 10-mile walk on a nice day is tough. Oh, yes. So you throw in sunsets, it's dark out, wind chill, 
Uh, you don't, you're not properly dressed. Uh, you don't have snow boots. There's eight inches or more of snow. I mean, that 10 mile walk to get to civilization can, uh, can, can be very, could be a tr- very tragic situation. Absolutely. And you think about it too. Oftentimes in the wintertime, we have early sunset. So now here you are walking around on a rural road in the dark. You definitely don't want to do that. Stay warm. They say use whatever you can to insulate your body from the cold. In an absolute emergency, believe it or not, you could even use the floor mats in your car. Wouldn't be the most comfortable situation, but in an emergency, anything. And that's why we say bring some extra clothing along. Conserve fuel. Only run the engine and the heater long enough just to remove the chill. And then if you do have to do that, make sure the tailpipe of your car is completely free of snow because you don't want to accidentally let carbon monoxide get inside the car, which is very dangerous. That might be the best tip I heard today because I would never have thought of that. And if your tailpipe is clogged, yeah, that is a very bad the, – the oxygen inside your car is tainted, and if you're not supposed to leave your car now – uh, you don't want to make that 10-mile walk through the snow. You stay in your car with the with the engine running to get heat. And if you had backed up into a snowdrift and your tailpipe is is closed off, that that is the best advice I heard today. It's dangerous. Carbon monoxide is colorless. It's odorless. And it could actually be present and you not know about it. And it just slowly but surely overcomes you. And, yes, you could turn something that could have been uh, an inconvenience into a tragedy. Well, I want to thank my guests today, Jay Baker, also Mr. Excitable. Thank you for appearing on the show. My daughter in college and uh, the weather service. If you have an app, check the weather uh, before you drive anywhere in the United States. It's nice where you are. It might not be nice where you're driving, too, when you go see. Was it Uncle Fred? Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred. I'd like to It'll thank Uncle Fred state. for his yeah. time uh, as well. If you have any ideas or topics for the show or want to get in touch with us, you can email me through our website, adamritzshow.com. You can also find previous episodes of this show at adamritzshow.com, including the world-famous canning episode. <laughs> Still famous. Yes, adamritzshow.com. Thanks so much for listening. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.